I'd like to welcome to the show director of the upcoming documentary Kingdom of Silence, Rick Rowley. How are you today, sir? Great. Thanks for having me. Before we kind of dive into the movie, I, I wanted to ask you, what is your first memory of movies and maybe what was the first movie you remember seeing? Oh, my God. Wow. Well, that is that is not the direction I thought this was going to take, but it's great. I'm, I'm rolling with it. OK, so. Uh, so I grew up in the middle of nowhere in northern Michigan, uh, not a long way from a movie theater. And I remember the first movie I saw in a theater was um, uh, it was Star Wars when they re-released it. And uh, my, my dad drove us into town and like he pretended like the car engine broke down in front of the movie. And he's like, oh, I guess we got to go inside. And I'd never seen it was it was a revelation to me. I mean, as it has been to so many others. But yeah, that is my first uh, my first movie. That's awesome. So when I look at your filmography, you have the 16 shot, the story of Laquan McDonald to the documentary Hate of Charlottesville to American Divide. What inspires you to tackle these personal and somewhat controversial topics? Yeah, I think I think really people you, you start to make documentary films or you desire to make documentary films because you want to change the world. Right. Because you believe that film is uh, is, is the vernacular of our culture. It's the way to interact with the world as it's going on. Um, you know, there's, um, there was a time back in the eighties when people talked about like, there's an information war going on and what we lack is information. You gotta get the information out. And I think that that's demonstrably been shown to not be true. Um, what there is, is a battle of stories. Um, and, uh, and so film, you know, it's the, it's the lifeblood of film are stories and, 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 in engaging with culture on the level of story feels like feels like the most powerful place to be. Um, so yeah, I mean that's in general why sure. uh, why I've been drawn to this. I mean specifically this film, um, Kingdom of Silence. I mean I've uh, Jamal was Jamal was one of our own. You know he was a he was a journalist who was murdered by the regime that uh, that he criticized. And so when one of our colleagues is killed like that, it it, it falls on all of us to uh, you know, to try to rescue what we can of his story from the silence that his murderers would impose. Um, so that's that's a big piece of what drew me to this. Absolutely, that was gonna be my follow-up question. So yeah, what it kind of attracted to the story, because for me personally, when I'm watching this, you get bits and pieces obviously from the news. Um, and for me, it's like understanding the story, just like you said, you're telling a story in film, right? But the way you tell the film story, obviously in the documentary style, it's very personal, it's very raw, and it's information that needs to be spread. And that's one of the things that I wrote in my reviews is, this is a documentary that needs to be seen by a lot of individuals because there's a lot of misconception around the story. And was that something else that kind of inspired you to tackle the story? Yeah, definitely. So the other piece of it was, um, you know, I spent like a decade as a war reporter in the region covering, you know, wars from Afghanistan, Iraq, Yemen, Somalia, Lebanon, other places. And in every one of these conflicts, Saudi Arabia was a participant, an active participant. And every combatant on the ground would tell you that. But, um, uh, but at, you know, in the U.S., it is just never discussed. It's never discussed that this toxic alliance between the U.S. and Saudi Arabia has sown violence and chaos around the region for decades without any real public like acknowledgement of it or discussion or, or, or analysis of whether we should be involved in this relationship or whether we should recalibrate it or not. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Yeah, so that's, that, that's my follow-up question is, is, did you have any concerns 
when filming this? Obviously, there is some concerns whenever you're filming anything, especially of this nature. Were you concerned with any blowback or recourse that would come from making this film? Well, I mean, I mean, of course, we of course, we've been threatened. You know, uh, I mean, there's you don't you can't be naive when you begin a project like this. So uh, we put into place um, operational and personal security protocols to keep ourselves safe. Um, you know, we have to operate under the under the uh, the assumption that your communications and your 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 um, your progress are being monitored. I mean, you, you know, all the time, constantly, you're in communication with with people who are targets of surveillance. I mean, you're also talking with people who are part of members of intelligence organizations or who are you know, even agents of the, of the Saudi intelligence itself. So there are those risks. Also, in order to tell the story properly, we had to go places where these risks are heightened. We have to go to Afghanistan. Uh, we have to go to Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia denied us journalist visas. So I had to, I had to sneak in on a tourist visa with mirrorless cameras and shoot kind of, um, you know, under the radar. But, right. you know, there are risks, of course, involved in this. But we always need to acknowledge that the risks we take are nothing compared to the risks of the people who we work with on the ground there, the people who don't get to come back to the U.S. thousands of miles away after the shoot is wrapped. Um, you know, there are so many people who, who risked their lives because they cared about the story, who were forced to work anonymously and not be recognized. I mean, those are the people who are really on the front lines here. Absolutely. Um, I, that's was, did you, obviously, outside of the denial inside Saudi Arabia, were there other, any other hangups that you... Uh, when you're trying to film this or obtain individuals to talk about the film? Yeah, um, you know, I mean, th there are some aspects of this that we can't talk about because <laughs> they're actually, you know, they're parts of, uh, I mean, the FBI is involved in some things and, and some of the things are, are hung up with lawyers, but, um, the, uh, but, but there are some just basic difficulties making a story like this happen. Uh, one is that, that the people who knew Jamal best, many of them are terrified to speak. Um, you know, inside Saudi Arabia, it's very difficult for people. To, I mean, you know, his family was, uh, was, you know, their, their travel permissions were, were denied. I mean, they were basically held hostage um, uh, inside the country, you know, even before he was killed when he was just uh, in DC writing for the Post. Um, also, uh, the, um, you know, so many people, you know, spoke to us and many people refused to speak at all. Many spoke anonymously, um, uh, you know, and, uh, and a few agreed to go on camera. The other thing, piece is that, Saudi Arabia owns almost, you know, most 90% of the, of the media outlets in the Arab world, of, of, the, of the television channels, the cable networks, and of the newspapers. So Jamal's closest colleagues are, are journalists. And uh, if they ever want to work again, they can't open their mouths about it. So it took, it took you know, a year for us to develop, to, to find people who were ready at the moment in their career or the place in their life or in the world where they were willing to step forward and, uh, and, and break the silence. Absolutely, because it's you, you have to have the conversation. And and what um, that's the biggest thing I took away from this is we preach about the freedom of speech here in America. And I think that sometimes we, especially in the journalist side of things, or reporting, or reviewing, or anything like that, we take for granted that. And if you look at this story and understand that somebody like Jamel, he he embodied that, right? He he spoke about his feelings and then dealt with the recourse. Um, how important is it for people to understand that? Um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, around the world today, journalism and journalists are under attack. Um, uh, you know, I mean, Jamal is not the only journalist in Saudi Arabia to be killed or silenced. And the reason, uh, one of the reasons why we know his name and his story was because he wasn't, he, he wasn't 
he wasn't just a, a journalist in Saudi Arabia. He was in a, a, a U.S. resident, you know, yeah. a columnist for the Washington Post who was murdered in consular soil in a foreign country in our NATO ally, and his body was cut into pieces. I mean, the just the uh, the brazenness of it. Um, uh, you know, the fact that uh, you know is is what is what you know brought it to the surface. But it's it's endemic of uh, um, you know indicative of a problem that's endemic you know all over the world. Absolutely. Um, if there was one message that people, you would want people to take away from this documentary, what would it be? You know, uh, this, I think this film functions on, on two different levels. So, so the political message that I think should be brought, should, should come forward is that people should need to realize this kind of hidden history of US-Saudi relationship. And, uh, and, you know, and we need to, we need to, we need to recalibrate that. We need to change that. Sure. But I think that there's there's a personal level on which Jamal's story is inspirational to me. I mean, he's a he's a man who who was constantly his story is a story of redemption to me, right? He found himself uh, time and again in his career, um, his heroes, heroes who he'd helped create, uh, who he defended forever. He saw them turn into villains, uh, and terrible things happened, and he allowed those things to wound him and to change him. And when the contradictions became too much, he stood up very bravely and lost absolutely everything, his family, his friends, and ultimately his life, um, uh, because he believed in, he, he came to believe in freedom. And so, um, you know, that, I think, that ability to change and to be changed by the world that we see is, is something that I think we all should aspire to. Absolutely. I mean, the, the, the relationship between us and the Saudis and then his powerful story, it was very moving to, you're right, there's two different stories within the documentary. And, and I, I love how you answer that because it, I felt the same way after watching it as well, because I got out of it, I need more information myself, right? You know what I mean? I want to learn more about the, what happened, but also it's like this powerful story of a man who overcame everything and sacrificed everything just to tell a story. So I, I love that a lot. Um, one more, two more questions before we go real quick. Uh, one thing, this is off top. One thing that you've learned from this quarantine slash pandemic. Man, uh, I learned that I, I got out of Brooklyn just in time. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I'm uh, uh, a, a couple of years ago, I, I moved uh, upstate. So I'm up in the Catskills just, just outside of New York. And, uh, and I've like, I have two young kids and it's, uh, it actually, it's, it's wonderful to, be to be stuck here and have all this time uh, with sure. them. Um, yeah, I don't know. The, the real lessons of the pandemic will, will take a while for us all to digest and learn fully, I think. Absolutely. And I've got a fun one before we go. I like to ask this one to everybody. It's a crazy one. I, I want to know what your favorite Taylor Swift song is. You know, I'm a terrible human being and I, I couldn't name a Taylor Swift song. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine that's it's funny because i either get the ones where it's like i have no idea versus the ones that um are like yeah that's that one but i don't know the name of it so no that's perfectly fine i love it uh thank you so much for your time today rick um thank you for the documentary it's it's, it's a great film that i hope a lot of people see thank you richard